Hi, everyone. Welcome back for another blissful episode of Encouragement Daily's podcast show. I am your host, Timothy Bell. Thanks for joining in this week for episode 149. This week's message is Peter heals a lame beggar and speaks to onlookers. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for joining in for yet another blessful, encouraging message from the words of God. I pray that all things are well with you today and that your week is going by blessfully for you. Um, As I get ready to get into this week's message, I wanted to take some time out to um, take a few minutes just to kind of, you know, relay some things to you, as I always do, you know, in the beginning of each and every show. Uh, bringing forth uh, each and every weekly message. Uh, That's just some words of encouragement, some words of motivation, and some knowledgeable wisdom that uh, I look so forward to sharing with you. Uh, Today is a little different. I'm not going to take that much time on uh, intro. I'm going to go ahead and get right into the message. We'll do our opening prayer. But I just want to relay this one quick thing real quick to you. As we have begun another month in this blessful season, in this new blessings. um, We're in the third month of this new blessings. And... I know that you guys are seeing it just as much as I am seeing it. We are moving very fastly towards there being another year behind us. We're looking at the things that are taking place around the world. And no, I'm not going to talk about what's going on with... Russia and the Ukraine. Um, my prayers are up for them. And I just pray that, you know, that everything goes well. And, and I know it will. Um, that's one thing I feel that we need to really allow ourselves to do when we are faced with situations or when we know someone else's face with situations. And we know that there's physically nothing that we can do. We know that there's physically no way that we can put our hands on that physically and know that there's going to be a good outcome or know that we can put our hands on it and say, okay, yeah, we got you. You know, we're going, we're going to take you through the situation. Sometimes it's not meant for us to do that. And we sit and we think, well, why is this not working? Why is that not working? Sometimes it's not meant for us to put ourselves in the equation. And I've I've touched bases on this before. Um, But this is not just, just, this is not relaying to what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. This is simply about day-to-day life, period. As we are going forth into another month, getting further and further into this new blessings. And new blessings mean new year. I just don't say new year. Um, 
we're getting further and further along into this year. And I know this, I'm sure that a lot of you have noticed that the days are going by quicker. And time is just really like moving. With all that being said, it's more important than ever for us to stay focused on the things that we are called to do for God's kingdom. And I want to speak on this real quick because I was thinking about this today and I was thinking about it yesterday, but it was really on my mind today. Because I'm looking at my current situation. I'm looking at what I'm going through and the things that I got before me, the different projects that I'm working on. And one of those things is this ministry of bringing forth encouraging devotional message unto you. And now, I do that not just through the podcast weekly, every Wednesday, but I do it also daily through encouraging devotional messages, uh, blogging daily. I post daily on various different platforms. I have another project that I'm very much tied up in right now. And matter of fact, that project has taken quite a bit of my time. And that's not what I wanted to have happen. It has, in some regards, pulled me away from focusing on what I am doing right now, this very moment. And that's bringing forth messages. Now, don't get me wrong. As If you've been following me, you notice that the messages have been coming. And the weekly podcasts have been, been, been coming out there. So I'm not saying that it's stopping me from doing that. But there's other things that I have set in place to put in motion to further this part of the ministry where it comes to podcasts. And I have put those things on hold. Not so much because of the project that I've been focused on lately, but because some other things needed to come in, you know, come into the equation. Other things need to be lined up. And then I was, just, I, I just wasn't ready. But I bring this all to you because I want to give an example of what I mean by refocusing ourselves and in, 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 in becoming once again diligent in what it is that has been given unto us to do for the kingdom of God. We have to keep those things first. Yes, we have our own little projects, you know, that we, you know, things that we desire to do, things that we want to do. And we, we, we will try to do those things. But let us please keep what is given unto us. What has been put under our charge and laid upon us as a responsibility. As disciples of Christ unto God. The assignment that has been assigned us for the kingdom of God. Let us keep those things first. Let us work diligently that those things are taken care of first. We have life. And God knows that we have things that we desire to do and we want to do. He knows that. From what I sensed this morning. And I know that this was. 
speaking to me more than it is me speaking it now to you. And it concerns me more than it probably concerns you guys, but still it's something that I wanted to share with you. We're going to have moments that's going to come along in our lives, things that we're going to desire, whether it be something that we want or something that we want to do. And they may have nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Not that they're bad things, not that they're sinful things, but we may want, we may desire to have a house. You know, whether you're a first home buyer or you know, first time home buyer, or whether, you know, you already have a place and you say, you know what, I want to venture out into real estate. I would like to get another house. I want to do a rental property or I want to do an Airbnb or whatever, you know. Uh, and we'll seem to kind of put all our focus on that. Meanwhile, that what we have been called to do for God's kingdom, the assignment that have been given unto us, we sometimes will tend to kind of likes a little bit. Uh, and it doesn't happen all at once. It, it, it's a slow graduating process, meaning that you'll be good starting out. But then as you get on the stretch, some things start to slip. So your timing is off. You're late on some things. You're not focused on things that you normally would be right on top of. You're now liking it. And now you're playing catch up to get it done. That happened to me. And although it happened to me one week would bring forth the podcast, but although the timing still was okay because it Everything flowed in line with the normal timing that I would do the podcast anyway. But my point of what I'm making is that we have to be careful what we are desiring and how we go about obtaining those things. Because we all should know by now that we should put God first. And, and and let's be honest with one another. Let's let's be totally honest. We're all adults here. We all have uh, an understanding or somewhat some understanding, the basis of that, of Christianity, of what it means to serve God, what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a disciple. Somewhat, we may be on the ground floor of discipleship, but we have somewhat of a little bit of understanding that it does take commitment. If we don't understand anything else, we should know that it does take commitment. And within commitment, some of us may have a different understanding of commitment. But it does mean not just showing up, but being prepared. And when we put ourselves in a position where we focus on the things that we desire more than we focus on the things that we should be doing for God, then that's not a full commitment. So I'm thinking about this today and thinking about what it is that I've been doing these last few months here and trying to go ahead and get this done with this one project, which, well, it's a project. Um, it entails something that has to do with my personal side of my life, which I don't really, I will not disclose. I'll put it that way. 
Uh, I'm transparent, but there's some things that I don't share, and it's, I have a good reason for doing that. And I'm pretty sure there are a lot of you out there that do this, you know, do the same thing. But within that being said, thinking on this thing today and yesterday, and as I was thinking on it, I began to start just kind of mulling over the last several weeks and just thinking to myself, yeah, I have slowly been a little lax. And I know that I can account that up to the fact that this one project, because I wanted to go ahead, because I have a timeline and I'm trying to get things done and I'm trying to accomplish and obtain certain things. And I'm trying to do it within the timeline so that the other part of the project can flow. Because, and, and I, I know you guys understand that when you have a project, even when it comes to the assignment for God's kingdom, you have things set and there's a process. And in that process, each and every category or each and every thing that makes a part of that process has to take place in order for things to flow smoothly into the rest of the process. So when you are undiligent or you don't get done the part that you need to get done, it slows things down. Sometimes to the point of where it will literally come to a halt. And we sit and we wonder and say to ourselves, well, Oh, this shit should happen. How come I da 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 da? But if we sit and be quiet for a moment <laughs> and just meditate on it and think back, we will find out for ourselves why it's so slow, why it has come to a halt. This week has been <laughs> like all other weeks. You know, it's been challenging. I. To me, I feel that each and every day is challenging because there's something small in that day. No matter how small it is, no matter how big it is, and no matter at what time or how it comes in that day, it's challenging. To live your life as a Christian in this day's world and age is challenging. But my brothers and sisters, as I have always said, when you can open your eyes and be receiveth of a new day that is a blessing over blessings. It's a blessing within itself. And we must be thankful for that. We must enter the courts of our Lord and Savior with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with praise. Now you say, well, you know, but I didn't have anything take place. That It doesn't matter. If that's the only blessing you receive through the fullness of that day, you ought to give thanks like you just received every desire, every prayer has been answered. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's showing thankfulness. That's showing gratitude for awakening that day. Because you could have been taken out. You could have been snuffed out. So, in this day, and this talking about this staying focused in commitment. I want to say to you, and I'm going, to, I'm going to get off of this in just a minute here. I want to say to you, 
whatever it is that you have been called to do, whatever form, however, what matter, whatever the assignment is, whatever it is that you are needing to do, you have to do, whatever the challenges, whatever it is that you're enduring, stay focused with it. Give it your all. There are areas that are concerned to you. There's areas that you see to be very challenging and you have no idea how you're going to make it through. You have no idea how you're going to face it. I want to say this. You won't be facing it alone. And number two, God's got you. Provisional blessings he has set in place for you. So when he revealed the assignment to you, he did not give you an assignment that was not going to be set with provisional blessings for you to be able to. He was not giving you something that you did not or would not have the tools to complete. Amen. So don't think that you are alone. Don't think that you don't have the necessary equipment or tools or knowledge because you have those things. You have not because you ask not. And you see it not because you are focused on what you should not be focused on. I stop sometime and I think to myself. The words that I relate to you guys, I think, okay, how does that apply to me? Because ever since the beginning of the time that I began to do this until the present time now, the words that I have brought forth have relayed to my life in some kind of way. They apply to me in some kind of way. Whether it being directly or indirectly, it, it applied to my life in some kind of way. So with this message, I know that it does because of what like I, I shared a little bit of the project that I'm embraced in right now. And things have been going. Well, let's just say things are going. Um, and I had a moment where I really, truly wanted to just say, you know what? Whatever. I'm, I'm done with this. But then I was reminded. I was reminded of who I am and whose I am. I was reminded that I have the knowledgeable wisdom of God. And see, there's something about the knowledgeable wisdom of God. See, you can't obtain it and then just go along about your life like you don't have it. <laughs> You feel me what I'm saying? Because it's there and it's not going to just leave you like that. But in the same breath, you must use it. You must utilize it. You must be obedient to it. Because it's like anything else that God bestows unto you. With it comes responsibility and obedience. And if you're not utilizing it, and you're not being obedient with it, then how do you expect anything to really work in your life or things to really be as you thinking they should be or desiring it to be? 
right now, this message that I'm getting ready to bring forward, it speaks about doing things that are right, standing up right before God, understanding that sin is sin and right is right. We have been called as disciples of Christ unto God. And all that we do, we say, we desire, is for the glory of God. We have been instilled with knowledgeable wisdom from that of God's word. We are encouraged, we are motivated, we are refueled during those times of weakness and weariness, and we have an understanding. Now, we may not always have an understanding, but that is the reason why we are to be received when we have certain men and women of God that are bringing forth knowledge. And then not only that, when we read God's word for ourselves, be open-minded, have an open heart, because one cannot learn anything if their mind is closed. And if your heart is hardened, how do you expect to learn anything? You are unteachable because you are basing everything upon that of your own understanding. So how can you be of any any receivance? How can you perceive anything to receive it and let alone even be able to be in discerning in spirit with it? Because having a closed mind and a closed heart means that you have already determined that that's not for you. That is not true. It's not knowledgeable. It's not possible. I had a brother say to me one time, we were in a conversation, it was me, him, and another another brother. We was just talking. And he said that if you get into a conversation with anyone, he said, whether Christian or non-Christian, he said, don't go out of your way to try to prove to them that God is real. And I looked at him, I said, hold on a minute, brother, what did you just say? He said, if you get into a conversation or an argument, or whatever you want to call it. He said, don't go out of your way to try to prove to them that God is real. He said, because it's going to be impossible. I was like, wow. And I, I that stuck with me for a minute. Because if I know, and I believe and have faith within that of my own self, that God is, that he is who he is, that he is, I am, I am, I am. You, you, you feel what I'm saying? And if I can say that within myself, I can sense the truthfulness of that of God. And but you're telling me that I can't prove to them that he's real. And that, that stuck with me for a minute. And then when he said, because that person has to first receive. Oh my God. Let me say that again. That's just like when you go to witness to somebody and you go to first to introduce Christ to someone. If that person has a closed mind and a closed heart, 
You can stand and preach all you want. You can bring forth every scripture in the Bible from beginning of Genesis all the way to Revelation. It's not going to matter. Because that person's mind is closed. Their heart is not in that of receiving. So what you're doing is you're basically just sowing a word. You're sowing a tool that will hopefully break up the foul ground. Then someone else will come along and sow a seed of planting that will work on his heart and that of the Holy Spirit. Then another person will be able to come along and further deliver that person unto Christ. That's why so many of us get frustrated when we haven't delivered anyone. We haven't saved anyone. We're like, well, how is it that? Don't be dismayed, my brothers and sisters. Not everyone is meant to be saved, but God desires that no one be lost. It is by choice that you choose to be saved. See, we all have been given free will, and free will is a truthful power. It is a power and authority that a lot of people have no understanding of. And you're not aware that each and every time you make a decision, you are utilizing that power of free will. And that's why we have to have an understanding of the word of God, because see, in utilizing that power of free will, we must be careful on what we make a decision under that free will. Because it's either going to have good consequences or it's going to have devastating consequences. So in getting to this week's message, this this. These scriptures remind me of some scriptures that we read over in disciples class. And I was put charged to bring forth uh, a presentation on these scriptures. And I remember these first scriptures of this message that I'm going to bring to you in a minute here. And it was related, it was associated with that of prayer. And it was associated on on on, on prayer and that of the power and that of the deeds and acting and that of discipleship. And I'm going to go ahead and share this part right here. Um, one thing I noticed in reading in the scriptures is that each and every time that Peter and any other brother went forth to do anything, there was always this one thing that took place. And it took place whether it was before they actually did it, doing why they was doing it, or either after they was doing it. And in some cases, it was all three. And that one thing was this, prayer. Yeah, you got it. They prayed. And in some cases, I noticed that they prayed before. And in other situations, they, played, they prayed doing. 
And then in other circumstances, they prayed afterwards. And there was even some times where they did all three. But what I noticed out of everything else that took place, uh, even out of the, 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 the wonders and the miracles that they did of saving people and delivering and, and casting out, I, I noticed one thing that stuck out to me. And that was that they prayed. They prayed. And I associated that to this one thing. Think about Christ and think about his journey. Think about his life of ministry. From the moment that he was birthed from Mary to the moment that he hung his head on the cross and, and gave up the spirit and said it is done. Okay, now, through that whole time of his ministry, what did he do the most of? He prayed. My God. Even when he went before his father, and he, he told the disciples, he said, wait here for me. Keep eye. Keep watch. I go over here to pray. He goes over there and he gets on his knees and discernlessly he prays. The famous prayer where he said unto the Father, take this cup from me. But if it be thy will, I'll do it. Now he was in discernlessly he crying. I mean, he was crying and sweating tears of blood. That's just how discernlessly he was and how intense his prayer was. Because he did not want to go through what it was he was about to go through. In his flesh, he did not want to go through it. See, Christ knew what was about to happen to him. And that's why he got on his knees in his flesh, he prayed. To be relieved of that assignment. Because he didn't want to go through the devastatingness of what it was. But then he said he knew his assignment and the importance of his assignment and in that of the obedience. And he said, but if thou will be done, I shall continue. So my whole point is this is that he prayed. He prayed through the whole time of his life ministry. He prayed. Now, in the message that I'm about to bring before you, Peter and John, they were on their way to get ready to do something. And that something that they were getting ready to do was to pray. My brothers and sisters, in our life's journey, there's something that we're going to do more than we'll ever do anything else. There's something that we must have an understand that is more powerful than anything that we could possibly do and that of laying our hands or physically getting involved. And that is prayer. Prayer moves things. It does. Because the prayer is a part of that of your authority. It's a part of that of your power. Now, let's not get, let's not get it twisted. You hear people pray and they have some powerful words. They have some words you'd be like, oh my God, and you just, oh Jesus. And, and I mean, it just has you. And then some of us get intimidated. We're like, oh, I can't pray like that. 
So we 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 back away from praying. Or when when the church and we'll call forth on on, on on prayer night, we don't we don't call. We 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 sit there and we 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 we're shivering within ourselves and, and we're praying that Deacon so and so don't call on us to pray. Because my words are just not as powerful as his words or as powerful as sister so and so's words. But my brothers and sisters, we're God. And we have it within ourselves to pray. God wants to hear from his children. So whether or not you are a famous evangelist, pastor, deacon, bishop, apostle, pope, it don't matter. If you are a standing child of God before God, your words are just as powerful as those who carry a title. So don't get it twisted. There are those who are anointed. And yes, their, their prayers are going to come forth and show in that effect. But just because you may not be anointed to bring forth those 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 gut wrenching and those 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 spiritual joyful moments of prayer, that doesn't mean that makes your prayer any less powerful. Hear me what I'm saying. So when you speak a thing, you stand in authority on that thing, knowing that it's going to be done. Confidence and commitment. Focusness and commitment. Commitment is more than just a word presents itself to be. Commitment is a bunch of things combined together. Because with commitment, there's got to be obedience. With commitment, there's got to be focus. With commitment, there's got to be faith. You cannot just say, oh, commitment. You have to understand what commitment means. The dictionary may say one thing, but truthfully, spiritually, focus, obedience, and faith. Yeah, not all about shit. So in leading up to this message, I'm getting ready to go forth into the prayer and then we're going to get into the message. Um, <laughs> thank you, Father God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to say this. I know sometimes I say, okay, well, I'm not going to be long. The message is short today. I say that, but then I know within myself that that is not always true because I have understanding that when I make myself accessible to God, to the Spirit of God, to move and to have use of me as he sees fit and that of his desires and his plans. So when I pray and say that I have an open heart and I desire to have an open heart and open mind, lay upon my heart what you desire me to speak. Well, Yes, I have free will and not speak what I sense in my heart, but then I'm out of disobedience, which is a part of commitment. I have committed to this assignment. So if I committed to this assignment, I must be in obedience. If I have committed to this assignment, I must stand in faith. If I have committed to this assignment, I must stay focused. 
So I cannot ask God to lay upon my heart and that I will be an open heart and open minded that I may speak what he desired for you, his, his children, to receive. And then sit there like a dumb stump on the log and not say nothing. Now I'm, I'm in disobedience. So with all that being said, I can say, oh, you know, there's a short message today. But once I begin to speak, whatever is laid upon my heart to bring forth is going to come forth. I know that this is an uncertain time right now that we're living in because we don't know what's going to happen next. But my people, listen to me. Have we ever known truthfully what was going to come next? The next day, let alone the next second, is not promised unto us. So that within itself is uncertainty. But then when we lay our lives in that of the hand of God, He will guide our steps. And that uncertain past will become a vision. And He will show what us unto us what He desires us to do. Then we're not walking out our life's journey under that of uncertainty. But we're walking our life's journey under that of the counseling and the guidance of that of God. Times are getting hard right now, as what we see. And we see that and we say that because we're witnessing it in that of the flesh. We go out and we see that. Food prices are getting out of control. Or they are they are out of control. I ain't gonna say getting, they are out of control. Prices are raising. And it seems like every time we go to the store, it seems like prices have gone up. And you'd be like, I, just, I was just in here yesterday. Wow. And that price just went up, it just went up a dollar. Yesterday I noticed it was a dollar from the day before that. And then now I come back here and it don't went up another. 10 cent or 20 cent or 30 cent or another dollar in some cases. And then we begin to allow doubtfulness, uncertainty to swoop in into our minds and into that of our lives. But I will say this to you, stay focused. With your commitment. Stay in faith. With your commitment. Stay in obedience. With your commitment. And in commitment what I mean. Is that which has been assigned unto you. For the kingdom of God. We all have assignments. Some of us are not aware that we have an assignment. But we all have an assignment. Your gift that God has bestowed upon you was not bestowed upon you just so that you can say you got to give. There's an assignment associated to that. And once you find out what your, your gift is and the power and the strength of your gift, you find out what your assignment is. 
And if you haven't found that out, if you're not true, if you're not clear on that, you need to pray. You need to pray and ask for guidance, clarity. You need to ask for patience. And discerning so that you will know truthfully what it is and that you will be able to respond accordingly. Now we get into this week's message. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at the time here. And this, I, I, this is humorous to me because this is, I was just speaking on time, how quick time goes by. I'm looking at how, many, how much time has already gone by in this brief time uh, moment that I've, I'm speaking to you. But um, time should not be a concern when it comes to receiving the word of God. And I pray that this message will be blessful to you, that it will really resonate uh, on your heart and allow you to really truly um, continue forth in that what you're doing, what has been uh, charged to you for the kingdom of God. Because each and every second and moment of each and every day is challenging unto us. And I believe that is the reason why I um, have been call forth to bring forth encouraging messages because each and every day is a challenge. Each and every day we go through things, we deal with situations and it's challenging on us and we we get weary and we can fall by the wayside. We need encouragement every day, not just every other day, not just once a week, not just, you know, we need encouragement more than just those two days a week that we go to church. Let's be honest, for some of us on the average, that's, that's, that's it. We, we go to church maybe two days a week. Even if we're involved in ministry, we may not participate in every activity in that ministry. So throughout the rest of the week, we need encouragement. And even if we're reading in our Bible, some of the time we're not getting what we need because our minds are closed and our hearts are not in desiring of it. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you for blessing me to be receiveth of that of your word. I truly, I truly don't see myself worthy. Because I think about the things that I know that are displeasing unto you. Where it's associated with my life. And as much as I try not to dwell on the past it does come back unto me and I have learned to dismiss it I have learned to speak over it knowing that I have been free knowing that I have been forgiven knowing that I am set anew and renewed in my mind and made whole and sanctified before you but I face things of today And there's questions. Question as my worthiness before you. And I'm reminded each and every day that you see me worthy to allow me to bring forth the encouragement to, to lay your word upon my heart to be spoken unto your people. 
you see me worthy in that. And that's how you show that you see me worthy. I pray for my brothers and my sisters in Christ that they will be able to discern your show of affection, your show of appreciation unto them, and that they will be able to be able to discern that and receiving it so that they can stay in that of joyfulness, they can stay in that of commitment with obedience, focus, and faith. The devil desires to take away from us. And it's in those three things that he will try to do it. But Father, you have been blessed unto us with that of your knowledgeable wisdom because you have opened doors unto us that are filled with the knowledge of you. Each and every door that leads to chambers are filled with that of knowledge. And we all only have to just open our hearts and our minds to be received. So I am thankful that you see me worthy and continually see me worthy. Because I have moments when I doubt myself. I have moments that I, 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 I doubt. And I know that I'm not alone. I know that my brothers and sisters in Christ, that they have moments where they doubt. They have moments where they, they question their worthiness. They question their, their, their childhood, their inheritance. Am I worthy of this inheritance? I have done this, that, 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 and the other. Am I worthy? And we get so caught up over debating this that we don't see your answer. We don't hear you speaking to us. And you show your appreciation in the things that you do and that what you say is speaking unto us. But yet, we're caught up. And we don't hear your words. We don't see the signs. But I pray today that all will see and all will hear so that they will know that they are worthy because they can hear your words of appreciation. They can sense your affection and they will know. I think unto myself at times and I say, you know, I have failed because I didn't do this and I didn't do that. I have failed. I should be better by now. I should be farther along by now. I should, I this, I that, I am. And I am lost. But I thank you for your compassion, your patience, and your reassurance. Because you have shown me that I'm worthy. You have shown me, oh my father, that I am worthy. You have shown me that I have not failed. 
Just because I was a little stagnant on something, you have shown me that time has not ran out. That time is not up. But it's still time. There's still a chance. And I pray for my brothers and sisters to be receivers of that same knowledge, that same insight, so that they can walk with their heads up high, not in boasting of themselves, but in that of understanding of knowledge, understanding of who they are and whom they are, understanding that they're worthy. Oh my God, that they're worthy. Father God, I thank you for the blessings that are released into the lives of my brothers and sisters. I thank you for that which is blessed upon me, my family, and those who are associated with us, and even to thy enemies, because even though they may do things or say things, even though that right now, this moment, they could be plotting my very downfall, I still pray for blessings, blessings of goodness, wholesomeness, and love, and prosperity in their lives, and health and sustainability in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you for the blessings of that of your word coming unto, coming unto my heart because it's an encouragement unto me, not just to be encouraged to bring forth the word unto that of your people, but it's an encouragement unto me in that of my life situations. And I thank you for your patience in that of your never giving up on me. As we go forth in the remainder of this week, we hear about things taking place halfway around the world. Things taking place right here at our front door. Continue to give unto us, O oh Father God, that which we need to stay stable. That what we need to stay faithful, to stay focused, to stay in obedience, so that we are committed. This I pray in the name of Jesus. This I know to be so, and know it is done in Jesus' name. Amen. Alrighty, my brothers and sisters, we thank you, Jesus. Mm, my God. Mm. Peter heals a lame beggar and speaks to onlookers. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. At three in the afternoon, now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver, of gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the men held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. Then Peter said this. He said to them, fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant, Jesus. He handed him over to, my God. <laughs> it, this part right here get me because he, he gives them a little history. He gives them a little history of Jesus and he, 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 he shows them what they have done. He gives them a history of Jesus and he shows them what they have done according to that of Jesus' life and what happened and, and, and the fact that you, you shunned this off, but now you, you stand in amazement. But see, you don't understand that it's all because of this man that you so kindly and so willingly gave over to the hands of another to be killed. So he says, he says, he says, fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as by, as if by our own power of godliness, we have made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant, Jesus. You handed him over to be killed. And you disowned him before Platon. Though he had decided to let him go, you killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man who you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him. As you can all see now, my God, fellow Israelites, I know that you act in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, then, and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, 
even Jesus. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything. As he promised a long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to him. Listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen will be completely cut off from their people. Indeed, beginning with Samuel, all the prophets who have spoken have foretold these days, and you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant of God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, through your offsprings, all peoples on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. Wow. <laughs> mm, my God. Now take from that, if you will. Don't be so amazed by that which can be done by the speaking of words. Did I not say earlier that we have authority? And Peter showed that authority. He showed that authority. When he looked at him, he said, Peter, Peter said, look straight at him. He looked straight at him now. As did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them attention. You know, expecting to, you know, get something or expecting there to be something that was going to be beneficial to him. Right. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I do have. I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. Taking a man by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped into his feet and began to walk. Now, that goes back to what I said earlier. And Peter simply said to the man, and Peter knew, Peter knew he, he had not silver. He said, I have not silver. No, I go. But I, you know, but what I do have, I give to you. And what Peter was referring to is referring to the healing power of Jesus. The anointing healing of God. He knew that by speaking it in faith, that it will be so. And he spoke it with confidence. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. That's all he said. And what happened when he grabbed the man by the hand? His, his, his ankles and his feet immediately became strong. And he was able to stand on his own. And he walked with them going into the court, jumping and praising God. But we get so upset and get so out of proportion about Things that take place in our life, but we don't understand that we have the knowledge within us to speak over our situations. 
Now, I'm not going to slap you across the head with this, okay? Um, I'm guilty myself because I've had moments where I have totally forgot about who I was and who I, whose I am. You know, and I mentioned this in, a, in, 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 in an episode, you know, a few, you know, a few episodes ago, I mentioned this in a message. Um, we look into the mirror and we see ourselves. Spirit of God is showing us who we are in that of him and whose we are. Okay. And we see that we have this knowledge, we have this authority, we have this power. And as soon as we turn away from that spiritual that spiritual mirror, as soon as we come up out of that deepness of prayer, one-on-one in the presence of God's spirit, we turn away and immediately forget who we are. Immediately forget the power, the authority of which we walk in. We immediately forget the knowledge. And my brothers and sisters, the devil takes advantage of that. Because he will continue to pour on thoughts after thought after thought. He will continue to set up scheme after scheme. He will continue to bring forth deception and deceit to keep you mesmerized in that thought that you have no knowledge and understanding. Because he knows that once you continue to walk in that, once you take hold of it and hold on to it, he know he in trouble. Well, see, he already know he in trouble. He he knows that it's already over for him, but he figures that the more he, he could take out, <laughs> see, that's what it's all about right now. The devil know it's over with for him. He know his time. He know it's coming. But until that day comes, he's going to try to take out as many as he possibly can. He's going to try to he's going to try to screw up as much as he possibly can. So Peter says, with the authority that he knows that he has, he said, "I don't have any silver, so I can't give you that. I don't have any gold." He said, "He said, nor do I have any gold." So I can't give you that. He said, but what I do have, I give you. And he spoke. And he said just these simple words. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And I think what the problem is with us is I think this. I think that we've had so much taking place in our lives that we have an un, we have an, we have a un, we have a waving faith on what we speak, meaning that we're not certain that we speak it that it's going to come it's going to come to manifestation. We and, and then with that, my God. We're afraid to speak it, number one. Number two, when we're spoken it, we don't see the manifestation. So we think that nothing happens. We think that it was a waste of time. We think that nothing will ever happen. 
but there are things that are associated to speaking the powerful words of that which is of your authority. Speaking an anointing on someone to be healed, it takes more than just you saying the word. You have to truly be in faith, committed to knowing that, one, you speak it, you stand on it, you stay focused in it, you stay in obedience, it will happen. Commitment, faith, focus, and obedience. And as I think about this right now, and as I, I'm listening to this, my brothers, I will say, I don't know about you, but sometimes it is hard. It's hard because we get distracted. And although we try to not be distracted, we try to not allow ourselves to be distracted. Oh, well, you know, I ain't going nowhere today. You know, I'm going to stay in today. I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to try to get some stuff down around the house done. You know, this and this and that and another. And we feel that by not going out amongst everybody else. We feel by not participating in a night out or participating in an event or, you know, fellowshipping physically with someone. We think that we're allowing ourselves not to be caught up and be led astray. We think that by doing that, that we're, st we're going to be able to stay focused. You can stay in the house. You can say, okay, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get some cleaning done. I'm going to get some organizing done. But does that really allow you to stay focused? Does that really keep you from being acceptable to being led astray? I don't know. Think about it. I know what my answer is, but you think about it. Staying isolated doesn't always guarantee that you will not be led astray. It doesn't always guarantee that you will stay focused. It doesn't always guarantee that you will do things and walk in obedience. And then I know you say, well, bro, Tim, then how? How are we able to do these things, whether we isolate ourselves or don't isolate ourselves? We do it through that of the knowledgeable wisdom of God. We must surrender ourselves unto him at all times, because within that of ourselves, it is impossible. What does the word say? It says it is impossible to please man. So think about that. If it's impossible to please man, <laughs> My God, then how is it impossible? How is it possible to do anything in this world without God? And that includes staying focused, being in faith, and being obedient. It is through the power of Christ, the love of Christ, that we're able to do these things. Because as I've said before, when it comes to loving someone, within that of yourself, 
it's it's impossible because in your flesh, your flesh don't love nobody but itself. Truthfully, and we don't like to admit it, but it's true. The flesh don't love nothing but itself. And if it loves someone else, it loves them because it's something that that person can give unto it. And once that person no longer gives unto it, it no longer loves them. Peter says, he just, you know, he says these words, you know, let us, let us take this. I want you to take this and understand this and apply it to your life because Peter, Peter knew he didn't have anything. And see, some of us, and I, I know I'm hung up on this. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to go ahead and get through this and, 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 and so I can close this message out. But this sticks with me. And it sticks with me because I myself have been in this situation. And I know that you, 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 my brothers and sisters, I know you have. You're probably in it right now to where you know someone is going through something. You know someone is in need, but you have nothing to give them. You have nothing. That would accommodate them and help them in their situation. But the funny thing is about it is that they're always coming to you and they're looking to you, but you, you, you out. Your resources are tapped. You can't even do for yourself, let alone do for somebody else. So how are they coming to you? That's your thoughts. But just like how you are, just how you are relying on God to move in your life through that of prayer and standing in faith that he will do so and take that which you have laid down before him on his throne, you should do the same thing for them. Peter, Peter says it plain and clear here. Peter says, silver or gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. See, he knew he had the authority. He knew there was power in that of Christ and through Christ. He knew that. And he knew that if he spoke it to be so in that of Jesus' name, it's going to be so because what did Jesus say? He said, anything that you ask of the Father in my name, it shall be granted unto you. I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't say that. That's what the word says. That's what the word tells us. And so all Peter did is he activated that. And he stood in faith. And he went on what was said of the word. That anything you ask of the Father in my name, it shall be done. So he spoke. And it was done. But some of us are so wavering. Present company included. We get wavering sometime in faith. Because of things that take place. And we don't understand the provisional blessings that have been laid aside for us along this journey. They're there for us. But we get so caught up on our current situations that we don't seek them. 
And nor do we see the power of God moving in our lives because we're caught up in what has just happened. Oh my God, I cannot believe these people are doing this to me. They know that I am not this, 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 and the other. I don't believe these so and so and so and so and so. You get caught up and then you don't think about the fact that God has already foreseen that moment and he got it set for you. All you got to do is just stay in faith and walk it through. But we get caught up. And we don't speak the authority over it like Peter did. But even sometimes we do speak an authority over it, but then guess what happened? We begin to waver. We begin to waver because we don't see anything in that of the flesh. Through that of fleshly discerning, we don't see no, 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 no manifestation. So we begin to waver in our faith. Well, see, I hate to bust your bubble, but there's a lot of things that will take place that God will do that is not always seen by that of the flesh discerning. There are spiritual moves being made and we don't see it. And the reason being because, as I've said before, we're so caught up in that of fleshly discerning. We're so caught up on that. Oh, I don't see it with my eyes. Well, I'm sorry. I hate to bust your bubble, but your eyes are flesh. Your eyes are carnal. They're not spiritual. So anything that you see with that is carnal. It's not spiritual. Oh, my God. We're going to wrap this up here. Let me wrap this up. People of God. Mm, my God. The times that we're in right now. The things that are taking place. These things are going to take place. These things are going to happen. That and more. And although we may not be able to do anything with what has happened. We can speak, pray that blessings are released in the lives of those who are in need. We cannot physically give aid unto another, not truthfully in the way that they need it. Yeah, we can say, you know, I'm going to send them a few dollars. Or, you know, okay, that's what you need. I'm going to go and buy this. But see, we're not realizing that that is not enough. That is not always adequate to that person. And truth be told that we, we, we always, we, we're not in a position to truthfully satisfy a person's need. So that's where we must have an understanding that the best thing to do is to pray, to remove self from the equation and pray. Let's take from Peter. Peter knew it. He, he said, look, <laughs> he said, look at me. He said, look at us. He said, look at us. He said, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. And see, I'm, I'll tell you quick, man. You know, look, I got a lot of nieces and nephews, grand nieces and nephews. Because I tell them, I said, look, I can't give all y'all the 
a birthday present or a, a, a gift for Christmas. And I would be honest, a lot of times I don't even bother. Now, if I have it, I'll give it. But if I don't have it, I can't, I, I can't get what I don't have. But what I do have is I have a prayer. I have the power to pray for you. I have a power to speak a word of life over you. So that I will do. Now, at the time and at the moment, that might not be satisfactory to them because you know how we are as kids when we're growing up as kids, even as teenagers, and even some of us as an adult. We're looking for that tangible thing. You get what I'm saying? When that day come around to receive a gift, we're looking for the tangible. We're looking for that that we can physically have in our hand and hold it and physically look at it and say, yeah, this is what I got. Somebody gave me this. Oh, you know, I'm thankful for this gift. Oh, somebody gave me $20 for my birthday. Somebody gave me 50 Somebody gave me 100 Oh, somebody brought me a car from this and that and that and that. So that when someone says, I, I can't, I don't have anything to give you, but I will pray for you. I will speak a, a word of living life over you. And we look at them like they're crazy. We look at them like they're crazy and we, we look at them with disappointment. <laughs> and, and sometimes we're mad because you ain't giving me no care. I'm going to tell you something that one of my, nie my grandnieces said to me. And I thought it was the cutest and most sweetest thing ever. And it brought joy to my heart to hear her say this. Her birthday came. And I said, oh, my God. I said, you just had a birthday, didn't you? And she said, yeah. Just today. I said, oh, I said, I'm sorry. I'm not able to do anything. I said, I'm going to I said, I'm gonna have to try to see if I can think of something to do. some kind." And you know what she said to me? She said, it's okay. She said, it's okay. She said, it's okay. I understand. And she said, I thank you for thinking about me. Oh, Jesus. Now, if that ain't the sweetest thing, and this is a child, and I, you know, like, I want to say she's nine. Anybody out there who know me, don't call me on that, okay? Because, you know, like I said, I got so many nieces and nephews and grandnieces and nephews and cousins. and You know, I'm an uncle five times over and I'm a grand, uh, you know, great uncle. I, I... But the point that I'm trying to make is don't get yourself all fluttered because you cannot physically put something in somebody's hand to help them in their situation. You're getting so worked up and you're getting yourself so bothered about it and you're losing sleep. You're frustrated, you're worried, you're in depression because you can't help that person. And we don't understand that sometimes it's not even meant for us to have a physical way to help them. Because God is working in their lives. And the best thing that you can do is pray. Pray for sustainability. Pray for peace of mind. Pray for a steady mind. For, pray for joyfulness. Pray for endurance. Because see, they're going to need endurance to go through whatever it is that they're going through. They're going to need to be able to have a peace of mind. They're going to need to be comfort. Let them have joy in that what they already have and what they're capable of doing. 
so that they can show that joy up to that of God, so they can show their appreciation unto God. We get so bogged down because we can't give anyone something tangible. Why are you getting so worried about not being able to give somebody something tangible that's going to wind up disappearing anyway? <laughs> Everything that is of this world, even the world itself, is going to what? Disappear. It's going to fade away. It's going to be gone. So why we get so caught up on the fact that, oh, I was not able to give, put a physical gift in your hands. We're all guilty of this, and especially us as grandparents. Oh, you know, she said she wanted this toy. Oh, she wanted this outfit. So I'm going to go and get it for her. So you'll go and put yourself in debt. No, don't, don't get mad at me. Okay. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with giving gifts. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, don't get yourself in a situation to where you're getting all fluttered in your mind and your spirit on what you're going to do. And you get worried and get in depression because I was not able to give this person this. I was not able to give this person that. You say, oh, my granddaughter or my grandniece or whatever had a birthday and I couldn't give her a gift. You go to her, go to that child or go to him and you, and you, you have a word with them. And you'll be surprised sometimes what they'll say to you. Because, see, I have said this and I will continue to say this. Children of today are more smarter than you give them credit for because they do something that some of us adults do not do. They listen. And you say, well, oh, that ain't true because my daughter, she don't seem to listen to me. No, no, she does. She just may not be listening to what you think you want her to listen to, but she's listening. And if you ain't careful, they're going to drop some knowledge on you. But my point being where I'm going with this is that when I said that to my grandniece and she responded back to me the way that she did, boy, look here, let me tell you something. That caused me to stop in my tracks and I was like, oh, wow. Not that I was expecting her, oh, well, you know, you no, not that I was expecting her to address me in some kind of wrong or uh, disrespectful manner, but the fact that what she said and with the, 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 the patience and the confidence and the sweetness of authority that she said it, like, no, that's okay. I understand. You recognize me by saying happy birthday. That's that's good. I don't, I don't, I don't need that anyway. Wow. <laughs> and you don't expect that. Come on, let's be honest, people. You don't expect people to, especially children, to turn down anything. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, oh, Father God. Mm. Yes, Lord, yes. <laughs> oh, listen, I see the room. I shut up. I don't want to see it. 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Now, my brothers and sisters, we must continue working on ourselves and aiding one another where and when we can, that we all may complete the transformation unto holiness before God. It is not within ourselves through that of the likeness of God that we seek out to do wrong, but through that of flesh and the temptations presented unto us by the world and elevated by our fleshly desires. But we are not of the world, so let us not transform unto it, but instead let the renewing of our minds daily keep us maturing within the likeness of our Father, our God. Amen. Jesus. Mm, that's a God. All right, everybody. Um, that's letting me know that we're at that point in the show to bring forth the spiritual food for thought. Um, the spiritual food for thought for this week is repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Once again, spiritual food for thought for this week. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from Acts 3, 1 through 13, 15 through 26, and that is in the NIV. Once again, some or all parts of this week's message is quoted from Acts 3, 1 through 13, 15 through 26 in the NIV. For more encouragement through the remainder of this week, you can go over to Facebook. You will find us there as Encouragement Daily Blog. We're also on IG as Encouragement Daily's blog, and we are on Timber as Encouragement Daily blog. The platform on which our podcast is brought to you to brought to you from is Anchor.fm, and we're there as Encouragement Daily podcast. Once again, that's Anchor.fm Encouragement Daily podcast. If you desire to reach out to me, if you have anything you would like to share, or you would like to just ask some questions or you want to invite me to an event, uh, to a function or something that you think that coincides with that which I am doing in that of my ministry, you can reach out to me via email. And that email is encouragementdailyblog at gmail.com. Once again, that's encouragementblog. I'm sorry, encouragementdailyblog at gmail.com. Encouragementdailyblog at gmail.com. And I only ask two things. One, that you keep it relevant to um, the subjects and the topics of that which I bring forth, which is encouragement, motivating, refueling, strengthening, and instilling the knowledgeable wisdom of God. Um, keep it clean in those things and those areas. I highly appreciate it. Thank you. The second thing is that please be patient and have an understanding that I may not respond to you immediately. Um, 
of you sending your your email so if you don't get a response back from me the same day or the next day or the next day or the next day or the next day after that please do not be impatient with me but please have patience um as i have stated several times before i do have other product projects going on and um once i have the opportunity to read your e email i will respond unto it accordingly um and depending on what the content of your email is uh, meaning that if it requires me to answer something for you, then I may need to research. So please be patient. Um, and yes, you can email me again after that first email. Uh, I appreciate the reminder. But as I've said before, do not grow impatient, but please have patience. And I will respond to you. Okay. Once again, that email is encouragementdailyblog at gmail.com. And once again, please, I ask two things. One, keep it clean, keep it relevant to that which is of the ministry. And that is to bring forth encouragement, motivation, restilling, um, refueling, restrengthening, and instilling the knowledgeable wisdom of God. And then also, please be patient and waiting for a response. Amen. Thank you. Um, my God, thank you. As I close out, I want you to think about these two things here. One, I want you to think about what Peter said and the two parts of what he said. I say two things, but really it's, just, it's one. But you want to think about the two things within that one thing that he said. And that was that he said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Now, the first part of that is that he said, silver or gold I do not have. So now in that right there, I want you to think about your situation, your current status, where it pertains to helping others. You may not have completely or you may not have at all the things that are needed to help someone else that you see is in need of help or that may come to you. Okay. Second part is that what Peter said, he says, but what I do have, I give you. Okay. And then he spoke in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. Okay. So basically within that right there, he's basically saying, Hey, I don't have what you might need or what it is that you think you need or what you're asking for, but I have this. And what I have, I give to you. And it's going to be more of a blessing unto you than that which you are seeking. And it was. It was because he basically healed that man. So now he can walk. And the only reason why the man probably was out there begging is because he couldn't walk. He, could, he can't work. So now he can go and fend for himself. He healed. So in the way that you think that you should bless someone and because you're not able to do that, don't get upset and don't get in dis, you know, disarray and be discouraged because God sees and, and, and God has a plan. He has a strategy. And it's within his desire that person is to be blessed, but to be blessed in a way that is more beneficial for them than what we can see with the carnal vision. Amen. So. Those are the things I want you to take away from that. So basically, just just remember that what Peter said. That okay.
okay and once again you know if you want to go back and read that just in case it may slip your mind as to where it is it is in acts and that's acts 3 1 through 13 15 through 26 and that's in niv all right thank you god bless you for being um patient and being you know, diligent to be receiveth of the messages each and every week. And I pray that you are also partaking of the daily um, posts that are coming forth. Um, once again, like I said, if you have anything that you would like to share with me or if you have any questions uh, or if you would just like, you know, to extend an invite unto me, you can reach out to me via email. That email is encouragementdailyblog at gmail.com. Encouragementdailyblog at gmail.com. And by all means, please share the podcast. Uh, we are on Anchor, Dial Film, and we're there as Encouragement Daily Podcast. Um, as a matter of fact, if you go to your browser and you put in www.anchor.fm slash Encouragement Daily Podcast, it'll pop up with our page. and That will take you directly to that of my page. And you'll be able to listen to all the podcasts that have been posted and um, you'll be able to respond if needed. Also, keep in mind, we have some things that are in work concerning the podcast. I have mentioned this a while back and some things kind of took a little longer than what I expected, but I'm still working it in the shadows, um, looking at doing some uh, sponsoring and then also supporting. You know, so if you desire to support uh, the ministry or you desire to sponsor, you will have the opportunity to do so in the coming months. OK, and I will announce when that service will be available. Okay? Thank you for your time, brothers and sisters. God bless you. May the rest of your day be joyous and wonderful and the remainder of the week be more the same and that of the Lord. Until next time, be safe and remain healthy.